I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today from the First United Bank studio here with you until 6 o'clock. We'll have Dallas Cowboys Hour coming up at that time here on Double T 97.3 at the High School Fan Zone starting at 7 on 100.7. The score featuring coaches from Monterey and Lubbock High. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments throughout the program today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can access that at DoubleT973.com or via the DoubleT973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, Gus, how you going? Good. What's up, big boy? Yeah, it's, been, it's been a long time. Yeah. Three whole days. We, uh, we've got uh, the Rangers on a collision course, it would appear, with the Phillies. And that has been a, uh, a genuine source of interest for me in the last couple of days. Clint, how are you doing? Great. Great? Great. Why great? I really enjoyed watching the Rangers Astros series. Uh, see, I was like the Rangers there. and the Phillies. <laughs> I, I was, mine was pure baseball talk. Not. It has also been of interest to me. Same reason as God. This on the Yates Floorings in her chat line. Uh, these texts came in before the show started, by the way. Uh, AD, are you confident your Astros can go on a winning streak? And someone else, uh, AD, how is your Astros heart? I'm fine. Yeah, you don't want to be down to nothing, obviously. But hey, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No. And so uh, I have every confidence that uh, the Astros can uh, can get back into this thing. Come on, come in. Do the let's, let's get to the topic at hand. And the reason why this show exists. Remember last week when I told you about we were looking through Wagon Train episodes? Yeah. And I told you there is actually an episode of Wagon Train in which Lou Costello, Abbott and Costello, is, a, is featured. Is that this episode? Sir, we have one more. Wow. Wow. So well, there he is, there right? He is. So if you'll just... I, I'll, I'll be back at about four. I'm just going to go... Connect my this is now, my by the way, uh, a <laughs> especially with the Astros down to nothing. Uh, this is a talk show about nineteen uh, fifties and sixties uh, television westerns. Yeah, I so agree. Um, that's going to be the the, the topic that we kind of focus on the most over the next uh, several weeks, especially if uh, the next few games don't go <laughs> a certain way. Um, so there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Old Josh Young is helping us helping out the old Red Raider cause, isn't he? Yeah. I saw Ken Rosenthal today uh, had a little little kind of a bullets type column piece and, and, and one of the bullets was about Josh and Bochi was saying like that there have been times where he thinks Josh almost works too hard. Like, hey, re- you know, relax, take a day off instead of more or less, you know, that kind of thing. But he pointed out that during Josh's six weeks with the thumb, which was glove hand, he said Josh Josh was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to upping my arm strength a little bit. And so it was throw long every day, you know, which I don't know if he did that with a partner or just got a huge got a bucket and threw 
pole to pole or whatever. And the analytics have showed that since since he's come back, like the arm strength is ticked up across the infield. Like that dude, man, you know, he is just he he's got it going on right now. Need uh need to clone him a few yeah. times. Oh my gosh, yeah. His younger brother's trying to clone like that because Jace is getting moved to third base, playing the Arizona Fall League, and and that'll be a that'll be a challenge. Like he'll have some he'll have some real work ahead of him. Is that like a summer. move move or is that yeah. like an experiment move? No, I think that's what the Tigers want. Now I, I don't if it fails, I don't know what what happens. I mean, if he's just terrible over there, I'm sure if he's just terrible over there, and I'm not predicting that, but I'm just trying to lay out sort of a plan B. If he's if he's hitting, then that all of this revolves around that but if if the bat's working and the defense at third isn't working then i guess they can move into first but i'm sure they would rather uh, a guy that they drafted as an infielder and a middle infielder make that move to third base but he's he's got a pretty good model to follow and it's it's i i don't i have i don't really sit around and second guess scouts and all that kind of stuff but the one thing that's been a bit of a surprise and and, and tadlock talk has talked about it as well but just that when josh was drafted Again, yeah, not sure about his defense, but he really good hitter, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, I mean, you know, like, you know, I don't know that it's flashy Nolan or an auto defense, but I think it's pretty dang steady. You hardly ever see him make a bad throw. I hope I didn't curse him right there, but I mean, he made a couple of big plays defensively. He did kick that ground ball yesterday and boy, and that was, that was your boy's chance to get back in that game, A.D., down what five to two, five to three, bases loaded, nobody out, and they had the they had the guts of that thing. If Altuve gets a hit right there, that place goes bananas. And Evaldi, Evaldi was dealing at that point. My goodness. Uh, we'd love to get your thoughts and your comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double t dot com. It's good that the Rangers uh, won for a sizable number of our uh, our audience, mm. and the Cowboys won too. That kind of Helps uh, <laughs> balance out a pretty crummy Saturday. What about around here? Guys? The Royals are already out of it. Oh, that's right, my bad. It wasn't wasn't as good of a sports weekend. Um, they covered the Chiefs spread. won on Thursday. Chiefs won on Thursday. Covered the spread. Eat it. It was an eleven point spread, ten and a half point spread. We talked about that. Like, and you know, it's a big number, nineteen to eight. Those folks in Vegas. They're pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Like, maybe I know what they were talking about when they did went seven and a half on the over under attack, and we were all thinking, man, that guy, those guys are crazy. Not look at them. Big Twelve Media Day is going on right now in uh, Kansas City for basketball and basketball. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and uh, some of the news coming out of there is that the Big Twelve is in the process of renewing its deal to keep the Big Twelve basketball tournaments in Kansas City through twenty thirty one. Nice. Um, your mark also confirming that as part of their current uh, media deal, the one that was just signed last year, um, you know they retain the right to separate. I think bifurcate is the word yeah. that he used. Um, they retain the optionality to do that, is what he said. Um, football and basketball, when they go to market or when they try to renew their deals, you know, five years from now or whatever it is. So that's interesting. Hey, do you have a sense on that? Like where the other sports go? Like do the baseballs and soccers and all those things which you and i've been watching on espn plus i mean i'm so you know sure so a lot of the yeah, nice stuff. win on like, sunday by how, the way yeah no doubt there that's the way you talk about that but how that works do, does, does that all go with i think that's still? kind of like a 
here. We'll just lump those in with football since you're yeah, not that, making that's any what, money that's off what I would of think. it. Yeah. Okay. Just getting started here on Tech Talk. More on the way. Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? Happy Tuesday. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We'd love to hear what you have to say today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3. Dot com. Uh, this person says on the chat line, five and seven on the way. Uh, someone else says, I think we're all too depressed to discuss Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I've, I can think of a lot of other things I'd rather talk about. Like this episode of Wagon Train. I agree. Abbott and Costello's Lou Costello. How about that, man? Because there was a... Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure how much longer later than this he was active in uh, Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Bud Abbott. Uh, he died in 1974. And Lou Costello. Uh, you know they're the famous. I mean, 1959. Really? Yep. So, he died at uh, the age of 52. Here you go. What year did this come out? 58? Check. You got the thing right there. Just hit the, uh, the old info button or whatever. Well. Season two. Yep, 58. Good call. Wow. I wonder if this is one of his last appearances on the television. Um... I mean, this was a, these two were the famous uh, who's on first, what's on second routine. Was, I'm sure you know that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, it's interesting. This does not does not list him uh, on the Wikipedia page for his TV work. Um, but it was one of his last ones. He he voiced. Interestingly enough, he voiced. Uh, the Abbott and Costello cartoon show from 1967 through 1968. That was one of his last things that he did. But that would have been Lou. I mean, that would have been Bud Abbott. Right. Oh, I clicked the wrong thing. So that's Costello. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Actually, Sorry. I'm taking all kinds of L's. He actually died in 59. So yeah, he this yeah. Wow. This was probably the last thing that he did. What that. If he had a heart attack, or, yep, heart attack. I'll be darn. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from Austin. Do you feel like we don't utilize our tight ends as much as we should? Well, one of them's hurt. The the one that we're thinking about the most and played in a while, right? Tharp. Duffin Houston says, "My take from Saturday: The sooner these coaches accept that the DNA of this team wants to throw the ball more, the quicker it will be. It will get better. It was visually." apparent how excited the t guys were when t uh, Kitley took the governor off and let them go. Um, someone else says, you shouldn't be too depressed. Your emotions shouldn't have been that high to begin with. I mean, I don't... Here's what I don't know about what Duff just said. About the DNA of the team wanting to throw the ball more. 
Um, I, I can't dive inside of their heads and tell you what they want or their innermost desires or anything like that. And I wouldn't want to. Um, but I don't care what you want to do. Do what you are good at. Right. I mean, McGuire talks all the time, not this week, but in the last couple of weeks about, you know, uh, the the Caleb Rogers and those guys, you know, coming off going, run the ball, run the ball, you know, like when the, when they're obviously when they're doing good, but the, that, that, that part's been described. I'm not trying to pick up some nonverbal smile in the huddle thing or whatever. Uh, so somebody else had maybe last week had said something about, uh, um, you know, implied that the uh, wide receiver room was happier now or something about, and I remember thinking, you know, I'm, I'm sitting right there watching this and watching every minute of these press conferences and everything. Never heard any reference to that. Uh, maybe I missed more than I thought I did. Someone says this is a first baseman next in line to be quarterback. I mean, probably not that far off. <clears throat> oh yeah, that was it was the uh elephant in the room. Elephant in the room um text last week. Uh Morton makes this team a hell of a lot better than Shuck. At least play clone works a hell of a lot better with Morton. Wide receivers are more enthusiastic with him in the game. Remember that text? That's what I'm referencing. Not, not that that beauty of a text needs to be revisited. I, you know, I, above all else, let's not lose sight of the fact that we are once again playing with a third quarterback. It's Jesus. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. It'd be different if we were running the wishbone and hammering our hammering our quarterback away, you know, taking all those hits on pitches and stuff. It's like, it's like, you know, Morton got hit a couple of times, you know, one, once on the sideline, McGuire talked about he probably could have thrown it away and gotten out of that hit a little bit, you know, maybe a step or two sooner, but also got smoked into the ground. Just, you know, he wasn't on the sideline in the second half. So I, you know, they've, they've said he wasn't concussed, but that when he didn't, when he wasn't on the sideline, I was worried about a concussion because that's typically why they, you know, we're not going back out there or are they doing some x-rays or something now if he came back out in the second half i must have missed it but apparently he's in play he's listed as a day-to-day thing for this weekend but my gosh i just can't believe we're back here and i mean like i said if if we were just pounding away with the quarterback run 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 like yeah they're gonna get hurt every once in a while but i mean second year in a row for morton get hurt just running away from a little QB pressure. Last year it was that ankle thing. This year he's been dealing with the shoulder. And he came in in relief of Shuck and immediately got dinged up on the shoulder thing. And again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to blame anyone or I'm not going to sit here and play that stupid these guys are brittle or whatever game that so many people want to play. I just like really unfortunate luck, man. Yeah, like here it, we are. If if he was just getting drilled blindside right. sacks all the like time, like Cliff did in yeah. 2000, 2000. Well, I think the secret there was just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, made him know. immune. Um, but you're right. It's like it's not. N- none of this stuff is like Allen Average. Like these aren't right. Allen Average style hits. Just getting. Yeah, where you're like, oh, please, please just stay down and you know, like, go, 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 find a hospital bed somewhere and just <laughs> sit there for a long. Like these are enough. 
these aren't hits that I would want to take, right? And I'm not saying that they didn't, they weren't going to hurt or whatever. I'm not minimizing that. Right. It's just there's really nothing about a lot of those hits where you go ooh and wince like we all did with Allen Everidge, um, and that's the frustrating thing. I mean, that was the thing about like the the Bowman hit, or you know, both of them really in 2018. Yeah. Um, you know, the shuck stuff over the years. It's just you, you don't even feel like you earned it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if, if that you. makes sense in yeah. terms of like the Bowman one, he ducked back inside and just got smoked. Like the kind of hit you're talking about, where the whole stadium goes, ooh, yeah, you know, just yeah. This we haven't seen that, and we keep getting these guys dinged up. I mean, we were at the point that we were thinking, well, Shuck's done, he's moving on, and now I'm thinking, hey, when when can Shuck get back? You know, and it, again, I'm not I'm not dogging on Jake Strong. He'll be fine. Remember the very first time B.J. Simmons played in an overtime game? A loss at home to the Kansas Jayhawks at homecoming? People, right. don't, people don't want to remember that. But, you know, it happens when those young dudes get thrown out there the first time. You prefer to not be in a must-win situation or a must-be-successful situation. But here we are. More Tech Talk next. podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until six of the Dallas Cowboys hour coming up at that time here on Double T 97.3. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Look at this in the chat line. Uh, you're a joke. Everyone in West Texas knows Morton is a better quarterback. You guys take a lot of hits in the Overton Hotel. Uh, take your butt out to the field and let's sign you up for these hits. So dumb. Uh, they also add 80 and his sidekick. Wow, that's that's rough for <laughs> you, <that>. Gus. <laughs> Couldn't run a C-team intramural flag football team without getting hurt in their prime. Dang, I like it. Uh, yeah, I, Keep firing. no one's quite, number one, I don't agree that like everyone in West Texas knows that Morton is a better quarterback. Um, I, I think the results are, are have been mixed. And, uh, you know, the, the two wins that you have enjoyed so far post-Tyler uh, Shuck have largely been on the back of Todd Brooks. Second, no one's questioning anybody's toughness, right? I think the point no, is that, like, absolutely you, you've been playing your third-string quarterback, I think, four of the last five years, and and not really any of those situations have been the result of an Allen Everidge-style hit where, as you kind of, um, you know, illustrated, like, it's not a situation where the entire stadium winces and goes, ooh. Right. Um, it, just, it just seems like a... a a run of really bad luck. Yeah, Barrett last year Barron was sort of rolled up it's, on that little sack. It's not like OSU. Cliff in the early days of the air raid where it was just kind of, you know, defensive ends taking turns teeing off on him snap after snap. Um and yet you're still here in the same position. So maybe maybe throttle back and don't be so sensitive because again, no one's questioning anybody's toughness or calling anybody soft, etc. Except maybe you for being that triggered. Um this in the chat line. Um, from washed up guys, some irony here. I remember the wagon train series being on TV when I was a kid in the fifties, although not that particular episode. I also remember seeing the news of, uh, Lou Castillo's passing in the AJ, uh, this on the chat line. Uh, I'm just confused. Why are we slinging it around with a true freshman 
when Brooks was cooking with six yards of carry, could have stayed in the game if they simpl- if they'd simplified the offense and put the call put the ball, excuse me, in your best player's hands. Just my opinion. I think the uh, I think it's important to note that I mean, Todd's. You can look at that line right now and see whatever it was, 17 for 98, and go, man, he was peeling off six yards of carry. There were It was mostly twos and threes other than the 30 and the 13. Um, and Coach McGuire addressed that. I mean, he, he addressed it in a combative way, and I don't think he had numbers in front of him, but he said, yeah, on the what K-State was giving us on those two long runs were the run game. Two deep safeties, whereas, um, and one of them was on third and 15, and that was a 13-yard run. That's sort of what they were giving us. Uh, um, the 30-yard the run was, again, two deep safeties, and that came, as I recall, late in the second quarter when they were trying to um, um, – kind of a prevent type defense we're not gonna let anything get thrown over us most i mean I, th- I think it's a mischaracterization to act like taj was running free all night and we just didn't give him the ball because that just wasn't the case it was a lot of second and eights and the reason for that is you think about it if you're playing against a true freshman kid that's just rolled up there aren't you going with a pretty good running back next to him, aren't you going, that running back ain't beating us. He ain't beating us. That freshman quarterback's going to have to beat us. And uh, I wish Tech's you, defense could have done that. No, I agree. Now, that's a different story. Yeah. And, and which, don't don't mistake our lack of comment about that for just, like, blanket approval. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't even. It, it, I, I've been stunned by, in the immediate – this is me on Jello shots and keg beer, all right. But on the immediate, immediate stuff that was said to me about it, like the only comments are about the offense, and I'm like, we gave up 270 yards rushing, and people are coming at me with, oh, whatever the play call, blah blah blah. You have got to be kidding me. We got our arses handed to us on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and all we can talk about are. You know, play selection and why didn't this guy get the ball more? Blah blah blah. You got to be kidding me. We got our butts kicked. Yeah, they they got they got embarrassed by a an okay to you know decent true freshman quarterback. Um, yeah, he's a running guy. That's yeah. what he is. He was he was a pretty heralded prospect, but not he wasn't like Micah Hudson level quarterback. Right. Um, Five TDs and, and, and could have had six. Pretty one dimensional at this point as a quarterback. Maybe he'll evolve into something better. I'm not. I'm not trying to slight him at all, but he's he was he was inserted because he's an athlete, and um, that true freshman out athleted basically your entire defense, huh? and, and I, they should be embarrassed. I think, and I don't. I don't usually use that word, Gus. Yeah, I, no, I, I no, try to don't. stay away from that. I feel like that is thrown out way too much in terms of kind of just general sports talk, um, you know, fans, media, whatever. But that was as pitiful of a defensive performance as I've seen it, in five years. Yeah, that goes back to the Cliff Cliffs days. Because they could they just couldn't figure it out. And this was a day that I mean, when you go into K, you go into play K State, and, and 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 our coaching staff said they had a couple of wrinkles that they hadn't shown us before. But you, still, you go into that game, you're expecting heavy run, whatever. And then this wasn't Will Howard where you go, hey, you got to respect the pass. That's a senior quarterback, whatever. 
No, when this young kid, this athlete gets on the field, it's about the run game. You're like, what, which, which side he, and, and they were able to, you know, they were able to do the old proverbial Vince Lombardi, get a seal here and a seal here and run this play in the alley all night long. But happy to discuss our offensive play calling or how many carries Taj Brooks got. Yeah, like happy to. You yeah, give up, you get 90, 90 yards rushing and five rushing touchdowns to that quarterback on 13 carries. And then you let a, a fullback essentially, um, you know, carve you up. Six receptions, 72 yards. Not the number 34. He's a good player. Yeah. yeah. He's a good player. He's kind of an interesting he's a, player. He's an, yeah. like an awesome Kansas State player. But kind of this is H. not yeah. some kind of like future all pro. <laughs> Like Hall of Fame type, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of this interesting H back fullback type. Yeah, there he he's just seems to be a really good player. Probably get a crack in the NFL. It's like you said, it's not. Yeah, you just turn him loose. Deuce Vaughn, yeah, and he just. But yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it this comes back to something that that we've hinted at, I guess, as we've evolved through the year and it probably have led to the conversation more through the offense but it applies on both sides we have have yet to be able to really impose our will um you know or i shouldn't say have yet to but but just don't get to do it very often in a way that we just watch k-state do it because our you know our there were situations in which we had we had no safeties. I, I mean, we had safeties on the field, but that wasn't like a you know two deep or something back there that they were running against. We're we're playing the run. You know, we're playing the run. We're trying to fill gaps, and and we get our butts kicked, and they they seal something off or kick somebody out or whatever. Backside linebacker doesn't do what he's supposed to, and and there's eight yards, ten yards, twelve yards, or whatever a touchdown. And it, and my whole point here is to say, just as we've talked about on the offensive side, like there are points at which, you know, we have a really difficult time. If you say, Hey, the other team's going to commit to stopping the one run and we can't run into that. Like, you know, and the, right. I mean, K state took Taj Brooks out of the game. I mean, not because we didn't hand it to him, but because we, he had about 15, two yard gains. I mean, I think we're and being it, selective. And it wasn't memory. like you were just like giving them passing they were passing you, you were lined up to stop the run right. and they still ran it down your throats yes more tech talk next the podcast that finishes your work day in a very red raider way this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hey there how you going happy tuesday it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus and Clint, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6. We'd love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Uh, this in the chat line, where are the Joe Barneses, the Rodney Allison, the B.J. Simmons? Uh, why do we have crystal quarterbacks, no offensive line, question mark? Yeah, I mean, it's not – you have – no, it's not toughness. It's not about injury prone. This has spanned multiple offensive coordinators. It's spanned multiple head coaches. Um, it it's just a freak bit of bad luck. Maybe this is like you know the the universe paying you back for having really good luck with quarterback health for uh, a decade or so in the uh, in the early two thousands. But it stinks. You're not going to win a bunch of football games this way. Yeah, especially on the broken bone side. Like a broken bone. 
I mean, and you know, there you you divide injuries into acute and chronic, and a, and an acute thing is is just a a one hit or a, a, a you know unlucky deal or a broken bone or whatever. A chronic is something that's you know can be tied to a conditioning thing or an overuse thing or something like that. And these you know, Baron getting rolled up last year and spraining his ankle. Uh, you know those those type deals. It's it's not like well if he just spent more time in the weight room. No, it's just it's just bad luck. I mean, yep. I mean we had. I mean Shuck played plays with what the broken. What did he have last year? That AC separation thing. He played with the, a play. He played a play this year with the thing broken. Right. Probably. I mean, this that is no no comment about toughness here. There's no no one to blame. It's just like you said. It's like the it's just crappy luck, man. Again, you, you might be able to point to something if you're like, man, that quarterback's carrying it 25 times. That's that's what – I had so much respect for what Shuck did at the bowl game last year, like 23 carries, 130 sure. yards. Like taking on dudes and just running through people and, you know, player of the game leads us to a win and the whole deal. I'm thinking if there was anyone in the world that, that would have been given grace for sliding, it was him last year. Well, and, and Morton – playing through a shoulder injury that I'm sure is extremely painful. Think about you, – you, you, I agree with you there. And think about a couple of underthrows the other day. Think about the underthrow at Baylor last week like it was a missed touchdown. Now, he was rolling right, but he, you start to think about a couple – I mean, I, those, those are dots and they appear to be connected since we've found out about the AC spring. Well, there was even a touchdown against Houston going into the south end zone – and it was a kind of a, a deep shot or a deep-ish shot. And it was, and I don't recall the receiver, but it, it looked underthrown, but the receiver, you know, adjusted on the fly, made a good catch and, and scored a touchdown. But even at the time, I was like, is, was that underthrown? Right. The, yeah, and, and, and now, it, and, and all I'm coming back to saying exactly what you're saying, that I think Morton's been playing through something that's probably affected him more than most of us would be willing to admit. I mean, he missed a couple throws the other day um, that were sh- the, the two longer throws, but one, and one of them I think we turned into a P.I. Was that this game? I mean, my blunt games may be running together, but he missed a couple of shorter throws in a way that I thought, you know, he, he's probably more affected by this. And at some point we have to acknowledge uh, you're not practicing. Like he's not throwing. Right. Like he's he's not throwing during the week because it's it's like a it's an arm that needs to be rested so he can heal. And uh, you know, at some point that's gotta affect your sharpness or I mean if if I was translating this into baseball terms, at some point I would be thinking, Yeah, it's you know, at some point you're trying to just sharpen skills and he can't do it to care for the injury. And it's like he's some fifth-year player that can right. just revert back to some, you know, the, the years of experience in the system. Uh, this from Miss Gossin, who says, as a K-State fan, I have to correct that statement, A.D. Avery Johnson is an elite 11 quarterback. He's not one-dimensional. Yeah, I, I, he's one-dimensional right now. Uh, I mean, Will Hammond was an elite 11 quarterback and ranked about the same as Avery Johnson, maybe a little bit higher, maybe a little bit lower. Um, and I would want him starting next year. Right or or being kind of thrust into action right away, um, and if Avery Johnson was elite 
right, or or really, really good and not one-dimensional, he'd probably be starting over Will Howard at this point with as disappointing as Howard's season has been so far. Howard is probably going to be pretty good, especially in that system, because that offense has something that Tech's offense doesn't, a clear identity. Um, but right now, yeah, he's one-dimensional. He's he's really good at that one dimension. Um, at least he was on Saturday. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're – trying to be offended when there's I mean I was praising the kid yeah, right. I mean, and, and when he's come in this year it's been he's coming in for the running package sure uh, as that's really turned into a is it's it's been so good with the one dimensional it's etched its way into a quarterback battle right like that that's that's not saying he won't be good at you know the the, the passing side in the future there's also a reason why you only threw it what like eight times against right. Texas Tech? You didn't need to, but there's another reason behind that. Yeah, I mean he's attempted 13 passes. He's completed 11, which is good. But again, when you're running the ball as much as he is, um, when he's in the game, that's going to be there. He is a better version of what Garrett Green was last year with JT Daniels. Yeah. Uh, this on the EH Flooring Center chat line from South Lake weed dealer uh the not being able to get lined up after a timeout was a scene so a little bit of that uh at the seventh grade b team football game last night it's every red raiders favorite podcast this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi how are you good afternoon it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus and clint i'm aaron we're joining you today until Six would love to hear your thoughts and comments on the H Flooring Center chat line at double T 973.com. Val has this. I was always amazed that for all the hits that Kingsbury took, being a tall, skinny guy, he was rarely injured. I didn't think that he would get up, much less keep playing. Um, someone else says, Did McGuire really say that they weren't expecting Johnson to play? Um, I, I haven't, I didn't have the heart, patience, uh, you know, whatever. To, to listen to that this week. Um, I, I If he did, and I, I think he probably did, um, I think that's probably fair, at least the extent that he played this weekend. It was by far the most he's played in any game, probably combined up to this point. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was... Uh, I think acknowledging that as a curveball is perfectly fine because it was. Yeah, I think the... I think when I alluded to uh, there being a, a wrinkle to that or a, there was something different about it, the way they used him or to the extent they used him, uh, I didn't think his comment had to do with they didn't think he would play. You know, like just not I, as much. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that I think that they had a. I, I think that they were expecting more Will Howard. Which I mean, think about what we've seen in the last two weeks. We've seen the last two quarterbacks from the Big 12 champion teams. And I don't mean like guys that were on the roster. Right. I'm talking about the, the quarterback. guys. Shapen and Will Howard. That's been our opponent the last two weeks. Think about what we've seen in those two games. And neither looks good. Uh, no, no. This in the Yates Flooring Center chant line, what does it feel like we haven't beat Kansas State since the Nixon administration? Yeah, it, it's... 2015. It's, it's disgusting, really. Um, because... They're they're a good football program, right? And they're they're really good because they know what they are. 
you could have traveled back in time to 2003, 20 years ago, abducted some random purple-clad K-State fan um, from Aggieville and brought them back to 2023, sat them at Jones Stadium for that game, and they would have thought that Bill Snyder was still coaching that team because it's it's Kansas State football, right? That offense was very recognizable because it's Kansas State. That is their identity. Um it, I don't. I don't know what you're trying to do on offense. I, I don't know that you've really established that, other than like running up the line of scrimmage really fast um, after a first down. Um, part of that, part of those poor results, certainly quarterback injury related. I think it's fair to acknowledge that, um, but it doesn't change the reality of you don't have an identity on offense. Kansas State clearly does. They play to it. They recruit to it. Um, they've been doing it for 20 years, and you're seeing the results. Um, and it's it's disgusting because it's not like it's not like Oklahoma and Texas, right? Or or you know one offs with heck Kansas State last year, or or TCU at times, or Baylor at times, where you've just been outmatched athletically, mm-hmm. up and down. And and Texas and Oklahoma are the premier examples of this they've done it the most to you over the years where you essentially have lost when you get off the bus because they're just bigger faster deeper stronger than you are Um, but that that wasn't Kansas State this year that wasn't Kansas State in 2021 when they beat you at home you beat yourself we talked about it all last week don't beat yourself and that's all you did that's all you did like and I don't I'm not that interested in talking about play calling Right, in any individual play, because we don't we don't know what all went into it. We don't know what play was called, if it was checked at the line, what the proper read should have been by a quarterback, if it was a throw, what the proper you know running lane was supposed to be for a running back, if it was a run. Like Jake Strong's interception in the end zone in the north end zone, right? Yeah, Kitley getting crushed for that. Yeah, why why are you throwing it deep with a true freshman quarterback? Blah right. blah 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 blah. If you rewatch that play, and I don't do this a lot, I, I really have no interest in rewatching a game, especially one where you got your tail kicked. Right. Th- there were like two or three receivers underneath that were open, right? They weren't open the whole time. You couldn't just, you know, sit there and stare, stare, stare. But as a very kind of lay person in terms of football, I, I watch the ball like everybody else. Sure felt like Jake Strong was zeroed in on that that throw before the, the play even started. And I'm not crushing Jake Strong either. Tough situation for him. I, I totally agree with you. I, I think the, uh, the the one of the interceptions, and I can't remember which one, um, and, and I, I, you know, the, the, this is to your point, you know, if, if there were disastrous play calls, then we're – you know, th- these plays aren't going to work. There was people open underneath, you know, in that situation, it's the right throw. He, we had that one crosser where Jake might have been just a tick, like a tick early with the throw because he was trying to get it over the underneath linebacker. And if there's just like an extra just pause, or I don't know what it would be, and in, in, in my infielder self sees one more shuffle, he clears the linebackers. His linebackers are kind of sitting, and the safety was late getting there, but he threw it over the linebacker at the perfect time that the, the safety just boom right here. I mean, if, if that play is a 
that throws a split second later, we've probably got our first 50-yard completion of the year. By the way, now we're at the point now that, what, our two longest runs this year that? are from two quarterbacks? I mean, yeah. and, and I think the other, the other point, the other fact that came out the other day, Tosh Brooks is, what, sixth in the nation in touches? Sixth in the nation. Not the Big 12 in the nation. Uh, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, considering it was our first look at Strong, I think he definitely has a future here. He's not afraid to throw downfield. I agree. Defense seemed to be overrunning plays and leaving big holes for K-State to take advantage of. I mean, Strong was a multi-year starter at a, uh, you know, a decent-sized Metroplex high school, right? He, even though he's a true freshman, um, this is not like a – he's not going to come in and be a Jackson Tyner or a, a, a Vinny Testaverde Jr. Now, he doesn't have the athleticism that he can lean on like Avery Johnson can, um, and he's going to be asked to do a lot more if he ends up starting this weekend um, than Avery Johnson is being asked to do in his his you know package of plays or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, he has potential. He has the tools. The problem is he doesn't have the experience, and there's no way to microwave that. And that's why you get those interceptions like you just talked about where, hey, if you just – because, again, the game is moving at a million oh, miles yeah, an hour for sure. him. If if he can just slow down a, a titch, um, that play is there. If he recognizes that, hey, this is not a good throw deep down the field in the end zone, I have this underneath stuff, I can just get it out, playmakers in space, you'll be in a fine situation, but it's tough. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.